Hello and welcome. I'm Deb Finan. I'm the mayor of the city of Champaign. And today I have with me as a guest, our finance director, Kay Neese. And Kay, why don't you just take a minute to introduce yourself and introduce yourself and tell us something fun about you. Oh no, not something fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Kay Neese and I am the finance director here at the city of Champaign. And uh, something fun, I guess, would be that I have two adorable little dogs um, who, who do love to jump on me during Zoom meetings. So, <laughs> What kind of dogs? Because if we might not see them, you're at the office today. <laughs> yes, I'm in the office today. Um, but they are uh, both uh, Bichon mixes. One is half Shih Tzu, half Bichon. One is half King Charles Cavalier, half Bichon. So they're these little white, fluffy, adorable dogs. <laughs> Very fun. Um, so how long have you been with the city? So I've been with the city for about five, six years. Um, I started off as city accountant. And, um, and my background prior to joining the city was um, I worked in public accounting, specializing in governmental auditing for about 14, 15 years. And then I served as assistant finance director for the village of Hanover Park. And about five, six years ago, I made the transition over to city of Champaign. And I have absolutely loved it here ever since. And then about four or five years ago, I was promoted to finance director. Well, great. We're happy to have you as well. Um, so you and I are here today to talk about the American Rescue Plan. Um, there's a lot for the community to know about this. So I'm going to start and ask you to just describe what the American Rescue Plan actually is. Right. So uh, the American Rescue Plan is a federal act that was signed into law this past March, and it's a $1.9 trillion economic stimulus bill. Um, and it includes within that bill a large variety of programs um, impacting uh, the economy um, as well as the country as a whole. Included in that bill um, in particular is about 350 billion in emergency funding that was going to state, local, and tribal governments. Um, now the city's portion of this $350 billion is 25.3 million. Um, and these funds are really designed to go um, towards mitigating the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. And they include things like supporting the urgent COVID-19 response efforts, replacing lost public sector revenue, um, supporting immediate economic stabilization for households and businesses that have been impacted by the pandemic, as well as addressing some of the systemic public health and economic challenges that have been part of this contribution to the inequitable impact of the pandemic. Okay, and so you mentioned that there is about $25 million that the city of Champaign is going to get. Can you tell us, is that all in one lump sum? How is that coming to us? So it's coming to us in uh, two large deposits. We've actually re uh, received our first half of the funds already. Um, so we've received about 12, a little bit over $12.6 million in funds. And what we have done is we have set that aside uh, within a separate restricted account, um, because even though we received the funds in advance, they still have to be spent in accordance with federal guidelines. Um, because if we don't spend them in accordance with federal guidelines, we're going to have to pay those funds back. 
Um, so they've been set aside in a separate restricted account and they've also been within our budget restricted as well. And they will remain so until such a time as we receive council direction um, on how to best utilize those funds while still meeting those federal guidelines. Now we will receive the second half about a year from now is when we're receiving the next second question. half of the funds. So why do you, I assume that we can all agree that these funds are really important for the city of Champaign. What's your take on why this money is so important? So my take is that, you know, it's, it's not very often that you get the opportunity of, of such a large one-time um, lump sum that, and really the idea would be to try to use this in a way that's gonna be uh, transformative while also you know, addressing some of these unmet needs that we have here across the city. And so, you know, it's just sort of this once in a lifetime, I think, opportunity of receiving this large one-time funds that we can utilize with, throughout the city. So you gave some broad general categories um, about how these funds can be spent. So I'm gonna ask you to drill down a little bit and talk about not only how the funds can be spent, but maybe some examples of how they can't be spent. And then I, I believe that there's a website with some tools um, and maybe you can suggest that to the public as well so that if they're interested in figuring out if a project they wanna to suggest to council could be funded from this, they would have a place to go to try to figure that out. Sure. And so uh, the city, we have uh, our website, champagneil.gov slash ARP. And uh, from there, it's sort of collating all of the information that we know about the American Rescue Plan Act, as well as providing many links um, out to um, the Treasury website where you can download frequently asked questions. Um, there's links to fact sheets. There's links to the regulations themselves if people out there are having trouble sleeping. It's a really <laughs> good sleep aid. Um, and so there, there's all sorts of links out there to additional information. There's also um, a more detailed presentation that I had recently done for a neighborhood group that people can watch that will provide some more information. And then on that website, there's also information about how public can participate in the process and provide their input on how the funds can be spent. Um, and so, you know, that's one thing that I'm really recommending is people, if you're at all interested in the topic, go check out that website, champagneil.gov ARP. And um, as far as, you know, what we're allowed um, to spend the funds on, currently um, there's several broad eligibility categories that the treasury department has, you know, come out and said, okay, this is where we're looking to allow people to invest the funds. And you know, if you, we boil it down, it's basically using the funds to address the direct as well as sometimes the indirect impacts of COVID-19. And uh, these eligible categories include, you know, supporting the public health response. Um, so addressing some of the ec negative economic impacts that were caused by the public health emergencies. So that would include, you know, things like support for small businesses and responding to the pandemic for the hospitality industries, things of that nature. Um, serving the hardest hit communities and families. So that would be, you know, uh, with working within our communities in order to provide support for maybe people who have lost their jobs throughout the pandemic, you know, people who are struggling um, as a result of some of the causes of the pandemic. And then um, 
replacing uh, lost public sector revenue. So that would be, you know, obviously many of the municipalities um, had a big, saw a big impact um, as far as their revenue during the pandemic. So there's a possibility for replacing some of that revenue. Providing premium pay for essential workers. So workers who were required to continue working throughout the pandemic. Investing in water and sewer infrastructure. Now included within this is also a storm sewer infrastructure. So the ability to invest in that as well. And finally, investing in broadband infrastructure. Now with the broadband infrastructure, there's really a focus there on um, people who do not currently have access to high-speed internet, as well as um, access for sort of that last mile of, of providing internet access and making sure that people get connected to the broadband infrastructure that's out there. Um, now, as you mentioned, there's also the ineligible uses. So they include you know, funding to offset a tax reduction. So we can't utilize these funds to turn around and refund people's taxes. Um, extraordinary contributions to pension funds. And then general infrastructure projects, unless they are specifically needed to respond to the pandemic. And then um, finally, you know, debt service costs, legal settlements, judgments, things like deposits to financial reserves or rainy day funds. Now, I do want to mention here, and I know I've kind of spent a bit of time listing this extensive list, but the list keeps coming. So, right. you know, <laughs> it is it is federal dollars. So all of the federal regulations still apply. And, you know, every week there's more regulations still coming. And um, so, you know, we expect to still be getting more guidance, more regulations throughout the summer and into the fall. Um, and so, you know, the landscape on this is still very much in flux, but we at least at this point have sort of some of the broad general idea of how the funds can be utilized. Can the funds also allow the city to partner with community organizations or do we have to do all the work ourselves? We can partner with the community organizations and that can really help to, you know, avoid duplication of effort. Um, by working with, you know, outside agencies and community organizations. But the key there is, you know, when we work with them, as soon as we start to provide them federal funds, they have to then adhere to all the same federal requirements that we have to adhere to. And we have to, you know, work with them to make sure that they're adhering to those federal requirements. And they go down the line from requiring audits, to you know, having to follow federal procurement guidelines. So the list becomes quite extensive. So I think that that's something that, you know, if when we work with outside agencies, we're really gonna be partnering with them on is, you know, making sure you know, that either they have the ability to meet those or working with them to, uh, to make sure that they develop those skills in order to be able to meet all of those federal regulations and guidelines. And one of the things that we're currently working on um, and hope to bring back to council in the early fall, uh, probably around the September timeline, is um, you know, some guidelines. Because what we'd almost like to see is to have, if outside agencies have you know, programs or things of that nature that they would be interested in, maybe being able to partner with the city to utilize some of these ARP dollars, um, you know, a, a process through which they can submit a proposal and then uh, the city can work with them to evaluate that proposal and bring that back um, to council to work through some of those proposals as well. 
Are we also going to maybe have a fact sheet for them about the federal requirements and what they might need to do within their agency in order to comply? Yes, and so we would probably we would likely want to include all of that with the proposals. Um, so when we do that call out for proposals, being able to show, okay, you know, here's going to be what the requirements are, and then you know, let us know, you know, sort of what your needs are around those as well. So. And you know, we talked about the 25 million from the federal government. Are there city matching funds, or how will that work? So uh, there will likely be city mat matching funds so that we do have about 1.9 million of fund balance available, which can be used to supplement the funds. A city match is not required by the grant. Um, however, we do think it's likely that we will want to use uh, city dollars. And there's a couple of different ways where that can come in. Um, like I mentioned, we have that 1.9 million available. But, you know, earlier I had talked about this idea of, you know, the revenue replacement is an available expense. And since the city during the uh, fall of last year and through the winter, you know, we, we did the hard work of reducing our budget because of, you know, what we're looking at with the declines right. in our revenues. So if we utilize some of these federal dollars for revenue replacement, that basically means that we have more one-time funds available for use on programs outside of all of these federal requirements that I mentioned. And um, a couple of good examples of why we would need this. One would be if we want to utilize these funds for stormwater. So um, for stormwater, you know, it can cover all of the cost of our stormwater, um, sorry, the ARP funds, they cover, you know, the cost of the, the basic infrastructure. But what it doesn't cover is the additional cost to add all of the park-like features and amenities that we add to our stormwater detention basin. So that portion of it would have to be city dollars. Another good example of this would be in the area of job training. So, you know, under the American Rescue Plan, we're only allowed to utilize those dollars for job, job training um, for unemployed workers who you can tie to the, their unemployment to the pandemic or for workers who were unemployed before the start of the pandemic. And you can show that they were not able to uh, find a job because of the pandemic. So that's a pretty narrow definition. So if we were wanting to do sort of a broader job training program, that would be where city dollars would likely need to come into play. Okay. Um, so what's the process for determining how the funds are going to be spent? What, what have we set forth? So uh, back in June, uh, we had our first study session uh, before council. And um, during that study session, council provided these guiding principles on um, how we want to utilize these funds. And then um, council also provided direction on a public input process. So we're right now in the middle of that public input process. Uh, as I mentioned, there's the website included in that website. Um, you know, people can sign up for community input sessions. They can take a survey on how to utilize the funds, um, gather more information. And so once we have gathered all this public input, uh, city staff will be going back to council for a study session in September. And during that time period, you know, we'll be asking for more general direction um, as far as what eligible categories uh, council would like staff to focus on and really start trying to dive in and okay, okay, exactly what programs and, and 
where do we possibly see utilizing these funds? And then we'll be you know, bringing that back to council and this will probably be a bit of an iterative process where you know, we go back to council and say, okay, you know, we're looking at possibly utilizing it for this program or to do this and gathering that feedback um, through council meetings. And of course, you know, public can come to those council meetings and provide their input along the way. And then I do also want to mention that there will also be a study session on August 31st on the topic of Garden Hills infrastructure, which of course includes some pieces that we could possibly utilize ARP funds on as well. That sounds great. And then you mentioned this, but I think maybe going through more specifically the public input process for the ARP funds, if you wouldn't mind doing that. Sure. So. Um, and uh, we've got the, a lot of that public input available once again through that website. And um, there it includes, we're holding a series of community input sessions. So the community input sessions are um, being held this Saturday at the Champaign Public Library. Um, there's also one being held on next Monday at the Douglas branch of the Champaign Library. We're also holding a couple of Zoom meetings as well for public listening input throughout next week. We also, and you can go and find out the times and it has the links to the Zoom meetings and you can also sign up for those input sessions. Then we also have our survey available. So you can take the survey online through that website. Sorry, through that website. And then, um, you know, also if you don't, um, you know, if you don't have access to the website, the surveys are also available at City Hall. So anybody can come right on over into the front desk of City Hall and be able to take the surveys. City staff will also be going uh, to community events throughout the months of July and into early August, um, taking surveys and talking to people. And then um, on August 10th, uh, we'll be having a session there and it'll and the um, idea behind that session is going to be to summarize the public input we've received so far and then we'll be going through an exercise where you know people will have you know something like either 25 tokens or 25 dollars of monopoly money and they can go around to the different stations um, that represent different possibilities for being able to utilize the money and basically use that you know using the dollars that they have to vote um, on where they would where they would spend twenty five million dollars. You know, it's interesting because it seems like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. But when you think about city projects and the millions that they cost, even with one time projects, um, the money goes very very quickly. Yeah, I think within the first week, I had about $100 million worth of ideas on how to spend <laughs> the money. And I think that amount has only gone up since then. Um, but so, you know, there is a lot. And some of the feedback is for the surveys, we, we force people to, you know, pick what their top four is. And, you know, we've already heard back, well, you know, I would just like to do them all, you know, and so it's, it's going to be going through that process of, of sort of refining, you know, we'd love to be able to do everything with this money, but 25 million, it, it does sound like a lot of money, but it, it will go quickly, so. I think, you know, the challenge, at least for me as a policymaker is going to be, you know, part of it is it's an opportunity to catch up with some things that have been underfunded that, that we 
would like to get done, but also remembering that this really is transformative one-time money and what can we put it in that will provide that kind of transfer transformation for our community um, long-term, even if that means that we don't get some of those older projects that have been waiting for funding done um, with this round of money. And so it's gonna be really interesting to see what the public says that they're interested in and you know, fellow council members and you know, work with city staff to develop that plan. Because like you, I can easily think of a hundred million dollars worth of things I'd like to fund. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely, you know, that's going to be the choices that need to be made with these with these dollars is, you know, how do you spend it in a way that is transformative and, you know, and it's, it is one time money so you have to focus on things that, you know, you can use one time money for to be that sort of infusion to spur the city forward. I, I totally agree. Um, so you've given the website, why don't you give that again. Sure, it's champagneil.gov slash ARP. And if people have questions, who should they reach out to? Um, at this point, I would suggest reaching out to myself or to the finance department. Um, and the finance department's website is um, also, our email address is also available on our website as well. Fantastic. Is there anything else? I'm sure there are a million things we need to know more about with ARP, but is there anything else you'd like to add? No, um, I think that I think we've covered just about everything. So great. Thanks for being with me today. And I look forward to our study session in August. All right, great. Thank you.